Hi, this is Dave Ramsey with Dave Ramsey Solutions. Are you sitting in your car right now listening to this? Drinking a Starbucks? Are you sitting in a haughty restaurant with your earbuds in, cutting into some avocado toast? Do you shop at Publix? Oh, guess what? You're wrong. And you need to sit down right now. You need to throw away that avocado toast. You need to pour out that Starbucks. And you need to start making your toast at home. And you need to pour yourself a cup of coffee at home. Great value brand. Nothing fancy. And you need to sit down and you need to do a debt plan. You need to pay off all your debt. You need to buy a house no matter what the interest rate. You just need to get into a house right now. That's how you build wealth. And you also need to be putting back the max amount into a Roth 401k. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, how the hell am I going to max out a Roth 401k? It's like $21,000 to max that out. Well, just do it. I don't care what your income is. If you don't have the income, you need to value yourself. You just need to value yourself and you need to go out. You need to go out and get a better job so you can do these things. All right. But as far as your spending goes, I want you sitting at your house eating ramen and playing board games that you got at the thrift store. No eating out, no fun, no living your life. And anytime you get an inkling, Anytime you need to get an inkling to spend any money, you know what you need to do? You need to come over here to Dave Ramsey. Big bald head, big broad shoulders. I'm a big dick energy guy. And you need to ask me for permission. You know why you need to ask me for permission? Because I'm your financial daddy. Dave Ramsey is your financial daddy. And you need to be subservient to me. Big Dick Dave, that's my name, and you need to remember it. And I'm a big dick in more ways than one. Now, I'm a big fan of the Victoria Vandenberg show, Biscuits Buttered. And right now, I'm going to give you a special code, BB Ramsey, and you can get access to everything on my website right now. If you go to DaveRamsey.com and RamseySolutions.com, you can type in BDE Ramsey and get a special rebate on all of my uh, ideas and books and everything. Uh, You'll get access to all the baby steps and everything. But just know that I'm a huge fan of Victoria Vandenberg. I've known her a long time. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the show. And uh, I'm her financial daddy. And she knows it. Oh, she fucking knows it. I twist her nipples every day. Because she knows before before she goes out and she thinks she's going to spend money on, on some eyeliner, I tell her, no, you can't afford that. You need to get into a house. And you need to spend your money on a house. Because that's how you build wealth. All right. All right, that was a message from our uh, sponsor, uh, Dave Ramsey. Uh, Me and him uh, go way back. He lives uh, in uh, Franklin, Tennessee. And, um, you know, I'm always over at his house. He's he's a little more laid back when you 
when he's off the uh, air. You know, me and him chill. We, you know, we're kind of like, kind of like friends with benefits. You know, he's he's got a lot of like, I don't know. There's a lot of aggression. There's a lot of pent up energy, and it, it, be honest with you, it turns me on. Turns me on, especially when it gets to talking about Roth 401ks. I can't, I can't um, resist him. What can I say? Victoria, Victoria's pierced nips get hard at the thought of Dave Ramsey. It's just something that, uh, just something uh, I have to deal with. Did I introduce the show? I can't even remember whether I introduced the show. This is Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg. Um, it's the greatest show ever in the history of shows. Uh, and I want you to go and tell your friends about this show. Spread the word. Spread the love. Uh, I try to do a show every week. And uh, just to give you a synopsis of the show, uh, I am a, a person. And I have a horrible life. And I live in a shithole place in the country. I live in Alabama. And this is going to be my podcast where I anonymously, I anonymously talk about my life and all my problems. Uh, so I'm going to get on here and I'm just going to talk about uh, everything at work, everything at work, everything in my life, everything going on in the news. There's so much going on in America. You know, it's, it's kind of a crazy place, and especially a crazy place when I live here in Alabama. So uh, I need an outlet. I need a vessel in which to kind of just let it all out into the world and uh, get everything off my chest and talk to somebody about it. I got to talk to somebody about it, right? Well, we got a Twitter. We got a Facebook. We've got Proton Mail, Biscuits Buttered at Proton.me. Uh, please hit us up on those. Um, on Twitter, we're BiscButtPod. So hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. Um, and yeah, just spread the love. Spread the love because I'm a very bored person. I talk into this microphone every week and uh, hope that I'm reaching someone. It seems like right now the only people I'm reaching are in Belgium because I have regular listeners in Belgium. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you love every week, Belgium. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you listen. But I'm going to speak directly to you because I love you. Whatever you're going through right now. Whatever's led you to this place where you're listening to me every week, <laughs> uh, I just want to tell you that I love you. And if you ever need someone to talk to, someone to reach out to, uh, let me know. Just hit me up. Let me know. Because I feel like that I have a connection with someone uh, over there. Obviously, they're listening for some reason. And I'm like, but, but they're not, you know, they're kind of like me. I'm very antisocial too. So they don't want to reach out and, you know, talk or whatnot, but just know that I'm there. I'm there for you, Belgium, whatever you're doing there, whatever you need, please feel free to get, get up on me. And then there's a lot of listeners in the States. I got listeners in Virginia and listeners in Ohio and listeners in California uh, we reached, uh, we actually got uh, somebody listening in Nevada now. So that's one good thing. But 
the the one person I know that's consistently listening, or at least one person, is in Belgium. So please, um, I love you, Belgium. So um, this week, um, I am drinking beer. I think I'm going to start doing the podcast drunk. Okay, um, I'm not exactly drunk, but I'm buzzed. And I was at the grocery store. I went into Publix, which, you know, Dave Dave Ramsey does not approve of me going into uh, Publix because it is really expensive. But the thing I like about Publix grocery store is that it kind of feels like the way America used to be because you go in, like the aisles are clean, everything's new and fixed up. There's not like broken shit and everything. Everything operates the way it should and then you go to the aisle and you get great service and you know there's just a lot of good good service and you know, it's like oh can i take your groceries out to your car for it? you know shit like that that's the way i expect america to operate that's american exceptionalism that we need to get back to so i done forgot where i was going with this oh yeah they had a good beer selection at Publix. so i get in there and i don't know if i'm saying this right and whoever these people are, they really know how to market shit. Um, so I'm in here and I see a beer can and it has a fucking Viking on it. Okay. And the whole, you know, I'm like, I feel like kind of a sucker because as soon as I see the Viking, I'm like, that that's cool. That's cool. I'm going to buy going to buy this beer because it's like got a Viking on it. Um, cause that's the kind of, I'm, I'm a sucker for buying shit. I'm a consumer of things. Um, so I seen this beer, it's called Instuk. Is that how you say it? From Olgers? Olgerd? Instuk from Olgerd? It's an Icelandic whitetail. And, uh, I don't know if I should try to pronounce this. Uh, you know me, I'm not very good at pronouncing things. Surfermundur. Iceland. That's how you pronounce it. Iceland. You just mumble it a little bit. <laughs> That's how you say things in Icelandic. And it's uh, brewed with coriander and orange peel. Let's read the back, why don't we? We'll introduce you into this flavorful beer. Our quest was simple. We wanted to make the best white ale we ever tasted. We got there with the complex flavors of the classic Whitmer, including orange peel and coriander, all brewed with pure Icelandic water. What is it with Iceland and like, they loved like, hey, we got, we got the best fucking water here. <laughs> is it because, I guess it's because of the glaciers. This is like millions of years old, pure Icelandic water. <laughs> Every, they, they love to whore out their water. Okay, so, and a touch of oats that deliver a cool smoothness that is uniquely flavored and refreshingly drinkable. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And it tastes, let me take a sip here. And, did that make enough noise on the mic? I wanted y'all to get me slurping that down. Um, okay, so this is a good beer. It's, it's got a different flavor than what I'm, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Heineken and stuff like that. Stuff like Heineken. I think Heineken's a Pilsner or something like that. 
But this is a good beer, and it reminds me a lot. I tried a beer, and I forgot where it was from, but it was like UFO beer. And I got it because I'm a sucker. I seen the beer one day, and it said UFO on it. And I'm like, yeah, I like UFOs. I'm going to I'm gonna buy that beer because it has a UFO on it. And it's called UFO beer because that's how I, how I roll. <laughs> I'm very easily marketed to. <laughs> so this is a good beer in in Stuck. now email me at biscuits buttered at proton.me if i'm wrong on the pronunciation of this i do want to break into the icelandic market so uh please uh let me know but i got on their website and let me pull up their website real quick because um this really interested me right here uh, where is it? Okay, it's right here. Um, and all the, you know, I, I got on YouTube trying to find a pronunciation of that so I could, you know, say it on the podcast. Um, well, anyway, they have several different flavors. But one of the cool things that I thought about when I went to their website to learn more about them is that they actually... Um, you can actually invest in this beer company. And again, I'm a sucker. I'm like, I like this beer. I think it's a cool beer. It's a good tasting beer. Uh, it's a very kind of, it's just a smooth, it, it's not a light beer. It's um, 5.2% alcohol. I, you know, just according to where you're from. Because if you're from like, I guess in Europe, y'all have a lot more alcohol in your beer than they are here. Now, now people in America are kind of bitches with their beer. They'll drink this light beer that's like 2% and it just, it tastes like horse piss, you know. It, I've got to have, you know, at least 5% in my beer. <laughs> uh, I hate light beers, but everybody, you'll see people drinking Cooler's Light and Bud Light and all this shit and it tastes horrible. So, okay, so for $5, you can invest in Einstuk, uh Icelandic White Ale. And uh, you know what? I, I think I'm going to buy a couple of shares of this because this is kind of cool. You know, investing in something. I don't know. I, I just like the, you know, like if you invest in Tesla, I can't really afford a Tesla. So it's like, what's the point? But the great thing about investing in this beer is you can go buy you a six pack of this beer you can tell your friends about it and you can try to advertise it. And so I'm thinking about buying a couple of stock stocks in this beer stonks stonks. That's what we call them now. Right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to invest in, in Stuck Icelandic white ale. I don't have any, um, Icelandic blood in me. I don't, I don't think I have any, um, Scandinavian or Viking blood in me. I'm mostly, uh, my ancestry is mostly English. I have uh, a little bit of Irish in me and a little bit of Scottish in me, but it's mostly English. So I'm a very boring white man. <laughs> my ancestors came over here uh, in the 1700s, and uh, which is another crazy thing. You know, like I thought... 
you know, when I was younger, I always thought that my ancestors would have been Irish and would have came over here in the early 1900s. And it turns out, no, my, my ancestors are English and they literally came over here in the early 1700s, which was a shock to me. I was like, damn, we've, my family's been here a while, Fuck, um, we're practically native. Don't tell, don't tell any native Americans. I said that. Okay. To keep it, keep it between us. I'm practically native. All right. So there are a lot of things we wanted to talk about today on the podcast. And, uh, uh, I, you know, I had been doing two podcasts every um, weekend for Halloween, you know, because I wanted to talk about Halloween stuff and just have separate. But now that that's over, we're probably just going to do one a week. I'm still mulling over trying to do one before um, before I go back to work Monday. But I, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. But maybe. Who knows? Just in case you want to listen, check back. Um, okay, so thank God the fucking election is over. The That's the worst goddamn thing about this country is that we're constantly in an election. So every four years we have, um, you know, the presidential race and then every two years we have congressional races and it fucking sucks. I mean, it really, I wish that they would have just say like maybe ever four or five years, just have races for everything, everything all at once, just get it all out of the way all at once. Because I'm just so goddamn tired of hearing about elections and y'all probably are too, but I, I planned on taking talking about it today. And I've just been informed that um, that the Democrats kept the Senate. Hold on. Somebody, uh, an associate is uh, texting me. Let's see what they have to say. I'm sure you can hear that on the microphone. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's a good one. I'm being informed by an associate that uh, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks is going to be in Nashville in May. Uh, That sounds like a winner, but I know those tickets are going to be hot and pricey. (laughs) So I don't know uh, if um, I'll be able to afford that. Let me text uh, him back right quick. All right. Yeah, definitely want to go see Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel, man. Billy Joel, he is like the man, the man. Uh, You know, just uh, if I was going to point and say that guy, that guy's an American right there. He just fucking, he plays the piano. He fucking rocks out. He uh, collects cars. He gets drunk and drives them into people's homes. Uh, he he uh, marries a new woman every other year. Uh, he's just a mess of a human being, but he's very talented. And uh, that's, I mean, I wish we could put him on like money here in the States. Instead of putting Harriet Tubman, we should just put 
um, Billy Joel. And then you have Stevie Nicks, who uh, I believe is a witch. And she uh, loves to sashay around on the stage and cast spells and everything. I believe she was in Hocus Pocus, right? She was in Hocus Pocus, right? That'd be an awesome concert. That would be the best. Well, anyway, back to the election. So the thing about this election is I really thought that, you know, the economy, the economy's like, our economy's weird right now. So the unemployment rate's like really low, but then like everything's expensive, like the inflation's really horrible, you know, with gas prices and everything else. Um, and I really thought that the Democrats were going to be wiped out in the Senate and the House. And, you know, I really thought they were going to be wiped out. And, you know, they kept um, their election strategy was just to talk about uh, the Capitol riots and to talk about abortion. And I just didn't feel like that was going to be uh I just didn't feel like that was going to be enough to win the election because I, to, I honestly believe that most people vote their wallets, and I just felt like people were going to go out and go, eh, everything's shitty right now. Fuck y'all. We're going to, um, uh, oh, God. I've just been informed of horrible news. Uh, an associate of mine is, uh, well, excuse me. One of my team members, because we have a huge team here of 20 people, and uh, I've been informed um, that Nickelback is back, and uh, they're playing music, and they have new music, and it's all over the radio, so uh, be sure to turn off your radio to make sure you're not exposed to any Nickelback. Okay, so back to the election. Um, Democrats won control of the Senate, which is something I did not see coming it looks like they might end up with uh, 51 to 49 so they won't have to rely so much on joe manchin to actually pass stuff in the senate but the problem is is the house is going to be controlled uh by republicans uh i think republicans really fucked up this election because they they really um they just ran really horrible candidates man they just ran really horrible candidates you know, you have a Herschel Walker, who I think it, Herschel Walker is a troubled individual. He is an amazing individual. He's done great things in his life, but he's also a troubled individual, and he doesn't need to be in the U.S. Senate. Well, it looks like he's probably they, they went to a runoff with him and Warnock, and it looks like Warnock's probably going to end up beating him. Um, so they'll probably have fifty-one. Um, probably have 51 uh, votes in the Senate. So they'll be able to move stuff in the Senate, but you know, probably won't be able to get it through the house. So it's not like they're going to be actually doing anything with that power. Um, but I, I just didn't see this coming. I, I, I just assumed that it was going to be a red wave and, and we were going to have a bunch of like whack jobs in control. So I'm, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad people are kind of the Trumpers are finally waking up. They're kind of finally like, oh, this guy, we're losing with this guy. And I think they're finally um, waking up to all this. You know, the other day I got into my truck at work and everybody at my work listens to right wing radio. So it'll be playing when I get in. 
And uh, uh, I forget the guy's name. Um, ben something. Ben something. He's a Jew for Jesus. He's a Jew for the GOP. Uh, he um, was going on a tirade about how horrible Trump is and how they're going to end up losing uh, in 2024 if they run Trump. And I, I completely agree with them. If, if they run Trump in 2024, um, I think it's – people are tired of him, man. People people want to move on. Now, I think if they run that DeSantis in Florida, DeSantis will probably beat Biden. But if they run Trump, it, you know, especially now that he's going to get indicted and all this shit and or might get indicted, I think it's going to be a disaster. Um, I can't believe another thing. I can't believe Fetterman won. <laughs> I mean, if you've, if, if you don't know who John Fetterman is, you need to look him up, especially cause I know everyone's listening overseas. John Fetterman, um, is like a giant Cro-Magnon looking Neanderthal man. He's seven foot tall. He's 400 pounds and his, 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 um, he kind of looks like Tyson Fury a little bit, only more Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal. And his arms like drag on the fucking ground as he walks. I swear to God, the dude is just a freak of nature. Uh, probably got a hog too, right? I mean, you know, I wonder if he's proportional. Anyway, set aside Fetterman's very large penis that he probably has. I don't know. He might. I'm assuming. Well, anyway, um, I can't believe this guy won. He had a stroke because he's, you know, really, I guess he's out of shape. I don't, I don't know. You know, he's people that big don't live very long. You know, he's fucking ginormous and uh, he had a stroke and he couldn't even talk. He couldn't even talk during the debate. I mean, he was literally having trouble constructing sentences. You could tell that he could think clearly. It's just, he couldn't speak clearly. And I think a lot of people just was just like, no, Dr. Oz is a, a shyster. He's a snake oil salesman. And I think people just said, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And then plus, you know, Fetterman, he's not really a working class Joe. He's not really a guy, you know, he looks like a guy who would be like welding somewhere. You know, you look, he looks like a guy that would be like working in a, in a fucking shop somewhere welding and molding steel. That's, that's what he looks like when you see him, you know, and everybody thinks of him that way. So they're like, he's like us. We're going to vote for him. So they voted for him. Uh, a guy that literally can't talk anymore. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's insane. And then you, you just have all these crazy candidates that just, really kind of fucked up this whole thing because they there should have been a red wave because historically that's what always happens after someone wins the white house the other party kind of takes over uh congress and the senate but didn't happen this time um so i guess i'll talk about the alabama uh god man voting was so pointless in alabama this year i went Uh, first off, this is how crazy voting in Alabama is. When I went to vote, we're not even voting in like a polling place anymore. I had to go inside of a church, a fucking church to vote. 
And so I went inside the church. I get a ballot. I sit down. I'm looking through it, and there's like almost no Democrats on it. There's almost no independents on it. It's all like Republicans and Libertarians. And just to mix it up, I just, when there wasn't a Democrat, I would just vote. And I even held my nose and voted for uh, that Flowers lady, and I think she's fucking insane. But I held my nose and I voted for Libertarians just to send a message to Republicans like, hey, I don't want what you're selling. I'd rather have a Libertarian. Um, cause fuck these people. I consider myself an independent. I usually vote my interest. I think, uh, the Democrats are better on, um, certain things. I, I think that they scare easy and I think that they sometimes, um, don't like to, I think that they like to like puss out. They like to puss out a lot, but I would trust them and they're a lot better than Republicans and, uh, I would trust a libertarian more than I would a Republican, even though most libertarians are kind of fake. They, they'll say they're libertarian, and then you get to talking to them, and they're for the same things that Republicans are for. So it's it's kind of just a bunch of bullshit. Um, but yeah, that is my coverage of the election, is that we had so many crazy candidates, Trump candidates, that... Um, Democrats actually still control the Senate. They lost narrowly the House. And uh, they still got the presidency, so maybe they can still get some stuff done. I, I doubt it, because the House is going to kind of stop everything. But, um, but, you know, in this country, I don't know how it is in Belgium. I don't know how it is in other parts of the world. But it's really... We have a toxic political environment here. And I'm sorry if I didn't cover this in the most thorough way because I have to tune it out for my mental health. For my mental health, I have to turn off the news. I have to turn off everything going on in the world and uh, just kind of uh, ignore everything that's going on um, because it's... It's just a headache, you know, and you have people that are just constantly wanting to fight over bullshit. And I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it anymore, and I'm not going to. Uh, I'm going to have to pause this for a second to get another beer. All right, I'm back. So, um, what are we going to talk about? I've watched some movies this weekend. This year I've watched a lot of different movies. And... Um, and I hope I hope this doesn't sound like racist, okay? <laughs> uh, but black movies, black movies, movies made by black people for black people, FUBU. Um, they used to be better back in the day. Like they don't know how to make movies anymore. Like okay, so you have movies, you know, like nowadays, like black movies, like that are like woke and shit. And, and I go see them and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch this movie. And, um, and I'm like, wow, this isn't, this isn't that great. It's like a bad movie. And then like, you'll have like black actors and black directors. Like, why wasn't I nominated? You need to give me an award. And 
I'm like, well, your movie wasn't good. Like it was Oscar bait. Like your movie was literally Oscar bait. You'll go out and make a movie about MLK or something like that. And it's a bad movie, but no one can say it's bad because it's by a black director and black writer and, you know, about Martin Luther King. So nobody can say it's bad. So that, you know, they'll get mad when it's not, it doesn't win awards. It's like, well, it's a shit movie. But one thing, one thing I'll say is in the early nineties, this is back when there was a lot of great black cinema and it was made good. It was written good, had great actors in it. And we need to get back to that because it was, it was woke, but not in like a preachy shitty way, not in like an, cause the wokeness nowadays is kind of like religious almost, you know, like you must think what we think. And you watch the movies uh, of yesteryear, like Boys in the Hood. That is a great fucking movie. I highly suggest you watch it. Um, that, w- I don't even think they would make it nowadays. And I remember thinking it was a much better take on race relations with the cops and everything. And it was more realistic, in my opinion. Nowadays, because there's this like weird uh, narrative nowadays about you know white people and white privilege and all this stuff and just blaming everything on us and you know and Boys in the Hood was more nuanced and realized that it's you know there's a lot more to it you know it's just like the worst cop in Boys in the Hood was the black cop. The black cop was the worst cop there because it's not really, it's a societal problem. It's not, you can't narrow it down to these, you know, white and black, you know, you can't really narrow it down to that. It's social. It's, there's so much going on. And um, these movies that they made back in the day were just so much better and they should have won awards. Boys in the Hood. I, I don't know if it won any awards. I need to look this up and see if it won any awards. Let's see here. Let's look this up. Because to me, this movie is written so much better than all the Oscar bait bullshit that they make nowadays. Boys in the Hood Awards. Let's see if I got any awards. Yeah, it just got like an MTV Movie Award, Best Filmmaker. Uh, John Singleton, uh, and it got an NAACP award. Boys in the Hood is a legit movie that deserves a fucking Oscar. They, they need to have like a category of movies like, hey, we fucked this up. There needs to be a whole category of movies where they go back, they relook at a film, and they go, hey, we really fucked up. This really should have won Best Picture. And, okay, so Boys in the Hood was in 91. Let's see who won Best Picture in 91. Best Picture, 91. Okay. Is that the nominees or is that the actual one? Okay, Dances with Wolves. That's a great movie. But uh, to be honest with you, 
I really think Boys in the Hood is just as good as that movie, if not better. And um, I, I think that there should be. Um, I think they should go back and check. Oh God, there was a lot of good movies in '91. What the fuck? I didn't know that can't be right. Goodfellas came out in '91. Ghost came out in '91. Okay, so maybe there was a lot of good competition in '91. That's why I didn't win. But I feel like they should go back and give this some kind of award. Well, anyway. I watched New Jack City today, and uh, New Jack City, I think, which was also in 91, man, it was so fucking amazing. Uh, it has Ice-T, it has Wesley Snipes, uh, it has Chris Rock, it has all these great actors in it, and they're trying to like infiltrate, you got Ice-T who's like a great cop, and he's trying to infiltrate uh, this drug lord uh, in, in, uh, New York city. And it's just, you just, you cannot, you know, everybody talks about Scarface and all these other movies. Like, why aren't you talking about new Jack city? It's fucking amazing. You know, this guy, I think one of the quotes from the movie is, is, uh, you have to rob and steal during the Reagan era to get rich. <laughs> and trust me, that is prescient. Okay. If I can use that word, it is prescient. You got to rob and steal to get rich in the Reagan era. That's what, exactly what fucking happened in this country. Reagan got ushered into office because Jimmy Carter was a cuck. And basically, they it was just like a buffet. All the pigs went to the trough. They started changing everything. They, you know, um, uh, TVA got changed where they had to run off their own money. The postal service had, and they fucked up everything. They fucked up the postal service. They fucked up TVA saying you got to run like a business. You got to run off your money. We're not going to fund you anymore. They did this all over the country. They basically destroyed everything. They broke up the unions. They fucking, um, they, they broke up everything in this country and we're still, we're still not recovered from it. I mean, we're still living in the the recesses of Reaganism, um, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible uh, because you know it's like the agency I work for for the federal government. Uh, we don't have any money, <laughs> and uh, you know we we run losses every year, and. Uh, and nobody wants to help. Nobody wants to do anything. They're just like, oh, fix it. Fix it. They'll put somebody new in place every other year, and they never will fix it. They're just like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you and your bullshit. We don't need you. We'll just let you go out. Speaking of which, um, while we're on the subject of my employment, uh, they're doing this thing called consolidation. And they're getting rid of uh, the plant that I work at. Uh, which is a federal government plant, believe it or not. So I might have to move. I'm on a list right now to move. Um, I might end up having to move to either Memphis, Birmingham, Montgomery, or Macon, Georgia. Um, I'm hoping for memphis because memphis uh, tennessee doesn't have an income tax so i would make more money if i moved to memphis plus it's a really cheap area to live like you can buy a house for next to nothing in memphis 
and the cost of living is extraordinarily cheap because everyone's poor as fuck. Um, so I think I could live better in Memphis, even though it's kind of a gritty, rough city. I think I could live a lot better in Memphis. So I'm hoping for Memphis. Uh, my second choice would be uh, either Birmingham or Macon, Georgia. Um, I know a lot of people in Birmingham, and I'm familiar with the city. My mom and grandmother were from there. I'd love to live there. And plus, I have a cabin about an hour outside of Birmingham that I could hang out at. And then Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia looks really fun. Uh, it's, you know, like a little over an hour from Atlanta. Uh, they have lots of like, they have a comedy club, they have music venues, they have a lot of cool stuff. Uh, and it's a real poor area too, and has affordable housing, things like that. I think I could live pretty good in Macon, Georgia too. I could take day trips to Atlanta or Savannah or any of these cool places. So who knows, maybe I'll move. So I'll keep y'all up to date on that. Um, as soon as they offer me something, I'm just going to accept it and go wherever. Because uh, I need to make more money. <laughs> That's all it comes down to. I just need to make more money. Uh, I, I, I don't know how I ranted from those movies to now to talking about work. But I guess I'll just uh, keep it up while I'm there. Um, so the other day I get into work and... Uh, Somebody, so somebody at my work um, got a promotion. And it's not really much of a promotion. They just got a, um, a different position uh, based on his seniority. And uh, apparently he didn't like the position so much because he's lazy. He's a lazy fuck. And so this guy would not want to like work and he would leave a bunch of work for us in the afternoons. So of course I bitch about it and everyone else bitches about it. They're like, dude, this guy's getting paid like 10 or $15 more an hour than everybody. And he's not doing anything. He's doing like half the work that I'm doing, making way less money than him. And, uh, Anyway, this fucking asshole, uh, and I, I don't, I don't feel any sympathy for him because this job is way easier than any job I've ever had in my life. And I think that some of the people that have been there a long time forgot what the private sector's like and working for like a private company, um, but I remember what working for a private company is like. It's not good. You got to do what they say. And when you don't do what they say, they'll be like, see ya, bye-bye. Kick you out the fucking door. And uh, that's why I kind of have to keep things in perspective at work. Because I'm like, you know, it could be much worse. And this guy got pissed and he, he literally quit his job. Uh a job with benefits. Like we get all the federal benefits. We get all the cool shit. Quit that job to go work a job that pays less. That literally pays less than what he's currently doing just because he was mad at everybody. And I'm like, I don't even feel sorry for this guy. Fuck him. Let the, don't let the doorknob hit you in the ass on the way out. Have to say that old thing. 
I mean, just fuck, dude. I mean, I just, I don't get it. Like, and we're all guilty of this, I guess, but you, you get this beautiful thing, which I, I think it's a beautiful thing that I, I've got this job and that I have these benefits. Because a lot of people, it, overseas, you might not understand this if you're overseas. There's no pensions anymore left in the United States. So that's a rare thing when you have a job that offers a pension that offers like, but even besides your pension offers like a really good 401k plan and health benefits and dental and vision and all the, you know, annual leave and all this cool stuff that comes with it. Uh, not many people offer that anymore. <laughs> and this guy threw all of that away just because we were like, Hey, you know, instead of, um, Instead of uh, quitting like three hours early and not doing anything for the last three hours of your eight-hour shift, uh, we think that maybe you should do something in that three that last three hours. Because when I come into work every day, um, there's a bunch of shit piled up for me to do because you're not fucking doing anything in that last three hours. But he got his got his freelance hurt. He got his freelance hurt, so he quit. Fuck him. Let him go. I've spent enough time talking about this cocksucker. Fuck him. He's just such a piece of shit. It it just people lose some people have lost their minds in this country. It's like, man, see you later. Okay, so I also watched uh, Neil Brandon, uh, Neil Brennan's new comedy special. If you don't know who Neil Brennan is, um, he is the guy who basically helped Dave Chappelle create the Chappelle Show. Uh, his new special is called Neil Brennan Blocks, and um, it's okay. So this is a funny special. But it's also a downer. Okay, it's kind of depressing. But then also at the same time, a lot of the stuff he talks about, I think, can be very helpful to people. It was very helpful to me because uh, I think a lot of the problems he deal with, he deals with, um, I kind of deal with a lot with just you know overthinking things and maybe um, you know kind of feeling like you're a social pariah a lot. Uh, so I feel like I deal with a lot of the stuff he deals with. It just, I feel like he's feeling it much worse than me. And, uh, you know, of course he's getting shock treatments and everything for his depression and everything else. And I mean, it's just insanity, but I would highly suggest Neil Brennan blocks. Um, it's, um, you know, there's certain parts that are hard to get through, but I think you'll be better off for getting through it because it's kind of like, I don't know. I like stuff that makes you think, and this one kind of makes you think a little bit about your own personality and about how you deal with things. And um, I think it's good. Uh, you know, I forget the uh, lady's name. I want to compare it to this. Uh, well, let me see if I can find her name. Okay. I would kind of. It's kind of similar to uh, Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Um, I I did look. I couldn't get through Nanette, but I'm going to try to rewatch it, and I might try to rewatch it tonight. Uh, 
because Hannah Gadsby is just so, um, I don't know, to me, it felt like less of a comedy special and more of like a mental breakdown. Uh, but I, I want to rewatch it and give that another try because that to me it felt like a person who is troubled and is kind of just airing it all out on on video. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give that one a retry too because I think that some of her the way she comes off kind of turned me off. Whereas Neil Brennan's kind of dry, so I'm able to get through all of his issues better. I don't know. That's my opinion, but. Both of these definitely watch Neil Brennan's blocks, um, which is I've liked both of his comedy specials on Netflix. Um, I'm not a fan of kind of focusing on negative shit and kind of self defeatism and all this, but. I do feel like it's also a good thing to air stuff out and talk about stuff. So um, kind of a, a lot of a different minds on this one I'm of a different minds on that one. So just watch it. Tell me what you think. Email me at biscuits buttered at proton.me. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Um, hit me up on Podvine. All right, so who, oh yeah, we'll talk about Dave Chappelle. Apparently, Dave Chappelle was going to be on SNL, and uh, people don't like it because he has opinions on things. Um, look, I don't agree with all that Dave Chappelle said about transgender people. Um, I think that people should be able to express themselves in the way that they want to express themselves. Um. And I think that uh, a lot of times, you know, they, they don't, they don't need you coming into their lives, um, defining them, you know, and telling them what to do. Uh, so, but I also don't think Dave Chappelle's a transphobe. I think he's being falsely accused of being a transphobe. Um, but anyway, the writers are, are saying, oh, we're not going to be there. <laughs> We're not going to fucking be there for Dave Chappelle because he's a fucking transphobe and all this stuff. And uh, I, I don't think that's right either. I don't I don't think that what he said is a cancelable defense. Look, Bill Cosby was rightfully canceled because he's a fucking rapist, right? There are certain people that are canceled that are like, yeah, they should have been canceled. But just expressing yourself and your thoughts on issues... Um, I just, I, I don't find that to be a cancelable offense where you can't, you know, continue your career. I just, people have to be, I, I side on freedom of speech. That's where I'm always going to side. And I feel like people are blowing this way out of proportion. Way, way out of proportion. Um, so, just calm down. That's all I got to say. Just Calm down with the fucking bullshit with Dave Chappelle. Um, I think he's an all right guy. Uh, so stop fucking with him. And I want to hear what he said because he's a fucking funny guy. But he did kind of linger on that issue. I, I do agree. He kind of lingered on it. He should have just moved along, right? <laughs> so they need to have somebody that just comes out on stage. All right, move along. 
That's what they should do when he go, when he mentions trans people. Okay. So this is the week. This is the week, and I've been waiting for this week for so goddamn long because I've met so many people like this. This is the week that Elon Musk imploded. Okay. Uh, I'm not an Elon Musk hater. I think there's a lot of Elon Musk hate out there. I, I don't hate Elon Musk. Um, but I think this is the week that the bubble popped and people realized that Elon Musk is not a smart man. He's not a genius. He's not a smart guy. Okay. Uh, if you wrote an algebra equation up on the board, he would not be able to solve it. He's been getting away with this um, kind of grift for a long time where he shows up and pretends to be this genius. And what he does is he's like, and I've met a lot of people like this, they're science enthusiasts, okay? They're science enthusiasts. They're not actual, like, because actual smart people, actual people who've been there and have taken the pre-calculus, taken the algebra, taken the um, science courses and, you know, gotten STEM degrees and things like that. People who have done these things don't talk like Elon Musk. They don't go around just talking about ideas and, saying, oh, this is what we're going to do, blah, 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 blah. They, they, they're very humble, right? They're very humble because they know things are, you can go and you can talk shit all you want, but things are much harder to actually get done in reality. And uh, th this is the thing that drives me crazy because he's just a science fanboy. He's a science fanboy who has a subscription to Popular Mechanics. He's an idea guy. And he loves to go out and pretend that he's an engineer and that he knows how to do all this stuff. He, he doesn't know shit. He's a fucking idiot. And this week, everyone realized it with this Twitter deal because he bought Twitter for way too much money. And now it looks like Twitter's going to go bankrupt. And even Tesla's hurting and Tesla's going down because he's spending so much time over here fucking up Twitter. Um, and it's the end of Elon Musk. I'm, I'm kind of glad that people realize this guy is not smart. The bubbles popped. The sheen's off. People are going to move along appropriately. Um, because, you know, he'll go on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan will talk about him like, oh, he's, and look, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. I love the, I love the Joe Rogan podcast. But Rogan will, you know, be on there, you know, suckling on his cock and all this stuff and telling him how great he is and all this. He's not great. He's just an idea guy. That's all he is. He's a science fanboy. He's an idea guy. I do think he has a place in history. I think that he's uh, good at pushing people and making things happen, uh, which is um, what a good CEO does. Uh, so um, hopefully Twitter won't die. Hopefully Twitter won't die on us. Because when he first bought it, I thought it was going to be like this Wild West thing where we could all have a lot of fun and say whatever we wanted. And apparently that's not the case. Because <laughs> now he's like, we're going to pay for it. And you're, we're going to kick off all these fake accounts and do all this. It's like, now it's like, you know, fucking Nazi Germany on Twitter. 
So fuck him. I hope that uh, people finally realize that he is a fucking idiot. Okay. He's not smart. He's not a smart guy. Um, I, you know, I, I would actually, I would actually sit down. I'd be, I would do a challenge. I would be like, look, we're going to sit down and we're going to take like, I don't know what, what's a test. The GRE, the ACT, something like that. Just me and him just sit down, no studying for him. Just sit down, take it, see who would do better. I guarantee you he would, it would be retard levels. He would have retard levels on any test, okay? Like he would do like a 12 on the act, okay? So just get over it. He's not smart. He had, he, he's a rich kid that ended up buying into companies, taking them over, making them work through just pressuring people into getting it done. Uh, he hires people who do the actual work and get things done. All right, moving on from that. Um, there's a UFC fight tonight, and let's check and see if uh, there's any results on this UFC fight. I'm going to look this up on... Um, Mania. This is where I get all my uh, news on here. Uh, on MMAmania.com. Oh, fuck. So, Poye submitted Chandler. That's pretty... I can't believe that. Man, he fucked up. Man, Dustin Poye. He's really like... I remember, um, I remember I used to not think much of him, but he's really gotten good over the past couple of years. Uh, let's see here. Who all? Uh, okay, there's stuff on here. Damn. But I just wanted to find out what Israel Adesanya, what, uh, if he has fought... I probably should have recorded this later to see what the results would be. All right. Okay, Dustin Poirier defeats Michael Chandler by submission. God, man, that's fucking crazy. Uh, Frankie Edgar got knocked out. Wow, crazy, right? So, so we're still waiting on Adesanya. I'm wondering if Adesanya, this guy that he's fighting, uh, knocked him out previously so uh Pereira or whatever his name is um so Alex Pereira is that his name yeah we'll see if he gets I, I'm pulling for Israel I think that he uh is uh <clears throat> one of the one of the better fighters that I like I think he's a good guy like him all right so what else was I going to talk about I don't even know if this is worthy of talking about but I'll so I was listening to the Joe Rogan um, show the other day and uh, Graham Hancock was on there. And apparently he's got a new show called Ancient Apocalypse. And uh, this show um, is, uh, I'll defend this show, Ancient Apocalypse. Look, Graham Hancock comes to, to some crazy uh conclusions all right uh but i like his stuff because it's very entertaining and i don't think any people would have ever heard about gobekli tempe and all these different archaeological sites 
that are, you know, thousands of years old. If it wasn't for this fucking guy always talking about them. So I will defend him in that way that I think that he's exposing people to history and archaeology um, and the natural sciences. And I think that's a good thing. And uh, the show's really entertaining. I really like it. I'm hearing about stuff that I've never even, you know, I, I didn't know about a lot of the, uh, I forget what the pyramid was called in Mexico. I've never even heard of it before. And I'm learning about it. And it's kind of like a gateway drug to learning history. So <laughs> I highly suggest Ancient Apocalypse. Um, I think that's all I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, we, we got through it. We got through the podcast. Um, I'm continuing to drink beer. I'm going to save some of my in-stock Icelandic white ale. Uh, I switched to PBR because I was wanting to save some of the stuff for uh, my associate drink <laughs> so anyway uh it's been a good week uh follow me on twitter and facebook and podvine and uh email me at biscuitsbuttered at proton.me uh just hit me up let me know let me know if you need me to do anything talk to me whatever uh, i hope y'all uh have a good week i want you to uh, you know, the holidays are coming up and I want you to be happy. I want you to uh, reach out to your family, be with your family, be with your friends, let them know you love them. Uh, be positive. All right, Hi, have a good one. I'm Katie Britt and I just wanted to thank you, Alabama, for coming out and voting for me. Uh, y'all came out strong on election day and y'all voted for me. Y'all voted against democracy. You voted against elections. You voted against urban decay. You voted against abortion. And most of all, you voted against short skirts. I hate them. I just hate short skirts. Okay, together, we're going to turn back the clock in Alabama. We're going to make Alabama great again. I want to stand in the doorway. No education. No sin. No debauchery. I want to thank you for voting for me on Tuesday. God bless America, God bless Alabama, and God bless the white race.